hail our fair Riverdale. <coughs> Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Listeners, do not be flippant with your health. Uh, not because the virus is awful. In fact, if you are a younger one of our listeners, somewhere close to my age, in your 20s, it's not bad. Um, I had maybe a fever and a flu for 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 two days, and then I broke my fever, and now I've felt mostly okay ever since, except for the growing emotional distress of not being able to leave my bedroom. I like my bedroom. And you're one of the lucky ones, because... You did, anyway. I, I and, think. And I still desperately want to leave and touch another thing. I understand. It's not, it's not just that I can't I, uh... handle being in a room for a week. It's the... It's this on. It's this as at the exact moment when I was already losing my mind about normal quarantine, and then it got worse. Yeah, it's been a hard time. It's uh, it's definitely not, not chill that this is still happening. So everybody, please social distance. You know, wash your hands. I know it's hard. But you don't want to have to quarantine. You want to social distance so you keep everyone safe and keep yourself safe. And, I mean, this is the best case scenario. And basically, if you get it and it's still the worst thing. So, it sucks. So. I apologize in advance. I've been feeling very irritable today. It's, no, it's not Riverdale's fault. No, this is a great episode. Well, I've got I've got episode. one, one major issue with it, but we will. Oh, I'm actually curious what this is. Oh, but I feel it's like that's that it feels the like they kind of forgot that they had an arc they were doing with Archie for all of season four, and they just never completed it. Do you remember how he was starting that yeah. gym to help the children of Riverdale, and then and then it turns out that the problem was the children of Riverdale being the voyeur and the auteur team and then Archie just doesn't 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 grapple with that in the slightest but also doesn't think about it in terms of motivating him leaving town either he just leaves and 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 uh, the message to the next generation <laughs> by Betty is like but remember when things were good and if Riverdale were is a metaphor ever, for America and it is <laughs> the message there is but just remember how America used to be great. Just remember that. And that makes me angry because I wish Betty were like, we have to make Riverdale the town that we've always said it is. And that would have been, you know, something I could get behind. But I just, I didn't like the messaging about what the show is that they were doing on this historic episode. I kind of know what you're saying. I just was laughing to myself uh, because I saw this hilarious tweet about Archie's boxing gym. And it was, uh, and the kids who were sleeping under the stage or the boxing ring. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Archie swore he checked that stage like five times. And I was just like, it's amazing. 
the fact that all the kids are sleeping, not not in the rec room, but specifically under the boxing arena. And Archie had no idea. Says a lot about where that boxing uh, arc and was he, going. And he was also living at the gym for a significant amount of time. Oh, yeah. What happened to that? Uh, he, they, was they it that forgot. Hiram, I like, they, got off I think back? they just forgot about it, and then he was living at home again. It's kind of gross to live in a gym. <laughs> just a thought. Sure, yeah, I it's guess. It's pretty disgusting. You don't think yeah, Archie I mean, cleans? I get, mm, yeah. No, Archie doesn't clean. I know this. I feel like this is a fact of nature. Archie does not clean that gym as well as it should be cleaned. I bet I bet and Tom honestly, Keller cleans you know, that gym. Yeah, yes. Very uh very frustrated Tom Keller. Still really not for any money. For he's unemployed, back. but he's cleaning that gym. He's actually uh he's now a, a beard model because his uh gray, like beautiful peppered beard looks so good on him. And I think that's what his side job is. And that's how he's able to survive on uh, not actually getting paid by Archie. Mm. So some dream. Super fun. Sean, what do we do now? Do we do reviews? Do we do? <laughs> sure. And then, uh... okay. So this is from M Dwag 15, best Riverdale podcast. Um, I binge watched Riverdale over three days during quarantine. After finishing the show, I wanted more. After trying about two other podcasts, I came upon this one and I couldn't be more grateful. Podcast goes in depth to every Riverdale episode and brings pop culture and humor into it. Um, they call the show out if it gets a little crazy. Trust me, Riverdale gets crazy. But they also praise the good parts of the show. Thank you for making a podcast for Riverdale fans. Yay! That is very nice. Okay. It is nice. It is nice, which is why I feel like we should read these because uh, the next ones are pretty nice too. So this is from Mander's Cat. It's the best. And it's after not having new episodes of the podcast for a significant part of quarantine, I'm so relieved to have it back. Hearing this new episode felt like reconnecting with old friends. Thank you for all you guys do and for being light in some of the darker times. I really appreciate it. And then this is from Yo Soy Leche, which I hope I'm pronouncing it right. And it's glad y'all are back. So happy to hear from you two again after such a long break. I really appreciated all the Funker episodes. And I'm looking forward to your analysis of the season. Love the tangents, especially the PLL ones. And I'm looking forward to John getting frustrated with the show halfway through the season because I always agree with what he's ticked about. So, That's John, nice. you got a lot of fans. I appreciate it. Is it is nice. I, to the listeners, I'm arguing for us to maybe move beyond the, the iTunes reviews because I know not everyone listens to the show on iTunes. And there's all these websites and that it feels True. unfair to choose just one of them. And so if you all want to message us at our Instagram, Riverdale Register Podcast, with any ideas you might have for a new segment to go into this spot, we're all ears. Yeah, that actually sounds like a really good idea. Maybe what we should do is make a post and have people comment underneath it. Yeah. I think that might just be an easy way to be like, to crowdsource ideas. But thank you guys so much for listening. I know that, you know, we, I feel like we do appreciate the listeners and we do say that, but if you've never felt appreciated by us, thank you. This is your appreciation. So John, what what is next? You would think I would have memorized the well, order. Well, it's, it's, but it I is don't. you again, so. It you is know, me Tell me again. about the title for this episode. I'm very busy. <laughs> 
So this is, the title is Graduation, and at first I was like, there's no way there could be a movie named Graduation, but apparently that is wrong. There is a movie called Graduation. It came out in 2016. It's a Romanian language tragedy film, which I think is appropriate because I cried several times during this episode. And it came out in 2016. I feel like you have to be a pretty deep film buff maybe to have seen this, Um, but it's basically about a girl who is in uh the final the final year of uh her senior year of high school and some of the drama that happens uh in her in her personal life and i feel do like you it's think do you think the writers movie but caitlin caitlin do i think the do yeah. you think the writers of riverdale have seen all of the movies that they've referenced on Riverdale in titles? I don't think they've seen all of the movies that they've referenced in the sense that all of the writers have seen all of the movies, but I think that at least some of the writers have seen all of the movies. Hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or at least one of the writers have seen, have seen some of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's probably many people who have no idea that this is a Romanian film. Um, yeah, what as is I did it about? not until about 15 minutes ago. That's a great question. It's a very lengthy synopsis, but I think it's basically a kind of a a small character study movie with multiple paragraphs of synopsis Boy, that I'm... I cannot read. So, but it uh it also, I feel like if I were to explain it, I would be giving away a lot of the plot. But it's basically like a character study about a family and about a girl named Eliza who is uh, in her final year of high school. It actually sounds pretty good. It seems really sad. It won the Palme d'Or, which I'm not pronouncing correctly, at uh, Cannes. So that's a big deal. So I should have known that this movie was a real movie. Well, you'll never guess who wrote this episode. Was it Roberto? Yes. But can you guess who directed this oh, episode? Hey, Here's a hint. It's the same guy who directed last week's episode. Was it Roberto? It <laughs> no, wasn't. no. Roberto doesn't was... direct his own stuff. Uh, it was Gabriel Correa. Okay, cool. Yeah. I could have remembered that, but I did forget. There's... You can tell so easily if it's a roberto episode the way he approaches riverdale and the characters is genuinely like the best version of the show almost every time he writes an episode i walk away thinking why can't it be like this every single week what do you mean by that specifically this episode like most of his episodes is grounded in a way that Riverdale often is not. And it's something I think, it's something that I struggle with the most with the show, is that the show that I bought into is the one that Roberto writes, and I think Arabella, who does the the musical episodes, I kind of want to double check that name, they, they understand these, that these are, kids going through kids issues and they just heighten those issues whereas 
it feels like a lot of the other writers write them like adults in heightened scenarios. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I know what you're saying. And I will say that this episode felt very, very much like, I mean, obviously it's not the same as like my graduation or your graduation episode of life, but it did feel very much like the emotions of real kids dealing with not just graduating from high school, I think, but realizing that your friends were all going to move in different directions, which I think is something that the show wasn't really willing to engage with until this episode, probably because we were like still very much like living in the drama of like the auteur and like whatever business was going on with Veronica and her businesses that she owns as the teenager. So I feel like that this episode was able to be kind of quiet and reflective in a way that not all of Riverdale is because it's usually so busy with plot. It was uh, Tessa, Tessa Williams is who I'm thinking of, is the other really great writer. No offense to Arabella, but Tessa Williams and... Oh, Arabella is actually amazing as yeah, a person. you know her, right? Um, and Yeah, she's wonderful. Uh, and she has actually written a bunch of really great episodes, That's but why she's the sweetest confused. person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, there, there's like a beat early in this in the Cheryl one, which we'll talk about, but just the fact that she, she thinks about her brother and just like puts on like a spider brooch and it's a small quiet moment that no other episode of the show would even think to do. Those are the things Did they ever that make a Roberto that... episode. Did they establish that Jason gave her that spider brooch? No, no. The spider brooch, I don't like, think, has anything to do with him. It's the Cheryl's arc isn't about yeah, Jason. I was wondering it's that. about herself. I know, but I was wondering because it was a specific thing, and she always wore those spider brooches. And I was like, did we miss no a time you, when she was like, me, and JJ gave me that. When it comes to Cheryl, you have missed nothing. That's just it's <laughs> it at this point, it's a feature, not a bug, that you will never have a consistent characterization of Cheryl Blossom. And only Roberto uh, and Tessa write a human Cheryl Blossom. Everyone else feels like they go for caricature. And I have to wonder, yeah, I, like, I they're all that. in the same room, so uh, why? Why is the show so inconsistent? And I mean, I, she's... I, I don't want to be attacking she, it, because this is like, this would be a cool season finale in most episodes, but I'm irritable today. A cool a cool season finale. I mean, it's not a season finale. But I it guess it was at clearly, one point a season Clearly finale. it is. You know, you're you're watching it and it's yeah. Riverdale is clearly a show that kept the same three scripts that they were going to produce anyway. Maybe tweak them a little bit, but they did not change the story they were telling. They just they just shot those episodes and then like they, we've been in the end of season 4 and season 5 really starts next week. Yeah, which I'm actually really excited about. Not that the last two episodes I didn't enjoy. I thought they were really fun. But I am excited to kind of press that reset button. And I love this episode, personally. I thought this was a really good one. Well, it made me really emotional. And like you were saying about like the quieter moments of it, I personally, there's stuff with Betty and Jughead I was like really here for. I I think I like Jughead now. <laughs> Not, not great timing. He's gonna have a gross little mustache next week, I think. 
So yeah. where would you like I to start? I did love everything about Jughead. <laughs> uh, Jughead's um, housekeeping, Archie's crisis, Betty's speech, Cheryl's legacy, Veronica's arc, or group therapy? Wow. Okay, so that's a lot. Yeah. Let's do let's do Veronica's thing. Great. Uh, Veronica doesn't have an arc this episode. She has a collection of scenes that she is in. It okay. starts with uh, Hiram giving her a gift for graduation, which is a new set of pearls. And she takes them over to the mirror, uh, flashes back to the pilot, how she said she stood by her father. And I guess because she chooses not to wear the pearls... That's the character arc. No, she is wearing the pearls. Does she's, she put on the pearls after this? I could have sworn she took them off at the end of that scene. She, no, I I weirdly remember this because she's wearing a turtleneck and it has the pearl. It's like a yellow turtleneck and the pearls are like over the turtleneck. And I thought that was a weird way to wear them. So that's why I remember that. Okay, so there is no arc. She stands by her father and wears his pearls in the pilot, and now at the graduation, she stands by her father and wears his pearls. I don't you see know how why Veronica's whole thing this episode is about not change? She doesn't want anything to change. Not. Veronica, yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Yeah. Veronica visits Archie with a box of his stuff. Uh, that she cleaned out from her room. But it's just to have sex with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like, also like, I don't know, you want to have sex one last time? And he's like, that's not crazy at all. Get in here. <laughs> uh, I would not. I would not. I know he's hot, but like, I would not want to have sex with Archie she doesn't, after he told me that he kissed my best friend. I just don't think Veronica actually believes she deserves anyone to be kind to her or something. It's It's very strange. She's in most of everyone else. That's a really like, sad. Her thing. individual stuff is not a lot this episode. Here's one. Here's the here's the next thing that's all for her. Veronica goes to Pops to grab a menu. Her outfit that she wears later for the um for the for the for the time capsule? Yes, for the time capsule scene. The polka dot dress that's like it's a strange cut, right? It's not a dress. It's <laughs> That's a... it's is he I think it's two parts. It's like a bra, basically, and it's like a it's a skirt. Yeah. And it's not particularly appropriate for anything. It's like it's like it's a very lot, little but it's material. Also very little. Yeah, it looks great, but it looks like if I saw somebody like in my real high school wearing it, I'd be like, Why isn't she wearing clothes today? Like like right, that's like a right. beach outfit. She's coming in. I, Pop is trying Maybe. to have like a like a like a genuine moment with her, but I all I'm all I'm seeing is I'm sorry all I'm seeing is the outfit and so she's like yeah. Pop I have something to tell you <laughs> I'm signing Pop's diner over to her over to you just wow how kind how fucking generous Veronica his own family diner for him oh that's so nice owned for <laughs> generations by Pop's family and you gave it to him boy oh boy what a giver you are. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering, like, why she didn't do this sooner if she yeah, had the what ability is this to beat? do this. Why wasn't this beat years ago? I know, like, wait, Veronica, how long have you been holding this deed? It is, it is his why diner. Why have you been holding it? Even if the yeah, name was on it, it, you should have been giving him control. It belongs to him. Very confusing uh, what relationship, business, or otherwise these two had. 
Yeah, but right. You yeah. know what? Pop's like, I am sure it's gonna fine. miss you, and I'm like, did you do anything with us? <laughs> You're gonna miss the income right. of selling the we food. Pop's like, I'm yeah. sure I'm gonna miss I mean, you, honestly, but I'm gonna be honest, I'm not gonna miss the bar downstairs. That was a lot of hassle, and I'm glad to be rid of it. Yeah, I wonder if he actually made any money off of uh, the bone nut. I'm not sure. That's also unclear. But anyway, the yeah. Last, the last Veronica scene I got for Veronica is that Betty visits Veronica for the first time in a long time to to talk to Veronica about, you know, the, the kissing Archie thing. And Veronica immediately forgives her because Veronica forgives everyone who hurts her. Everyone. Veronica needs therapy. That is Veronica. She forgives her abusers. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing. I kind of didn't really notice, but that is weird. Yeah. And now she's going to be married in the time jump. Oh, that guy's definitely going to be abusive. Yeah, he's going to at least be emotionally manipulative. Like, it's going to be bad. Yeah. But no, Veronica, Veronica, she will never leave him. I know that's a little upsetting. I kind of want. We'll have to figure that out. I I, I heard she was married. I kind of wanted Betty to be the one with like a new boyfriend. Maybe, uh, maybe I she will. Maybe funny. she'll have a boyfriend, and she had like a cool FBI boyfriend. <laughs> like it reminds me of Veronica Mars, a little bit, mm-hmm. like the fake, fake season four trailer that they made. Oh yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Could have been when I heard she was going to be in the FBI. Uh, Could have been. Veronica uh. is just upset that everything is ending and she doesn't get to say goodbye. And Betty's like, "Okay, but like we can say goodbye." And then they go into Archie's plot. <laughs> and that's Veronica's. Plot really this quick. Episode. Did you think it was weird that it seemed like Veronica answered the door to Betty, knowing full well what she was going to say? Yes, but I have to assume like, that she knew like Betty been... was coming over. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. There was probably a text we just didn't see. Archie's plot? You want to do Archie? Yeah. Okay. Archie's crisis. Archie has an awesome plot this episode. He's doing great. I mean, he's not doing great, but it's great. No, he's not. (laughs) He's suffering. It seems like they reuse a scene from the season two premiere when Fred was dying and seeing the future move super fast. Because luckily there oh, was, yeah, that was part sad. of that dream was Fred seeing Archie's graduation and be like, it's too soon. And wow, that packs a different kind of wallop now when they show it in this episode. Yes. But it makes Archie. Who would have ever. Uh, Sorry, continue. I don't think anyone expected. Oh, I was just saying, no, I don't. Obviously, no one expected Luke Perry to pass away in real life. But what a terrible thing. Just. To have this footage, you know, just a terrible, terrible I mean, reason to have this footage it, and have to use it this way. It popped up up on screen and I was like, oh, what? What? Yeah, I know. It was weird. And you forget. You forget that he's really dead in that moment because it's not, you're not obviously used to seeing that used I was, that way. I was, yeah, it took me a couple <sighs> beats to figure out what was going on. Yeah, yeah. A couple of people have been like, "Wait, how did they do that?" And I'm like, "This is how." Yeah, I don't know so. if that footage was yeah. in the season two premiere, but that is where it's from. What it was probably shot for. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. I think I remember it, but I could be remembering wrong. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Archie sees Mary with his cap and gown. She She's like, oh, yeah, you're graduating. And he's like, uh, I'm not so sure. And then he goes to school. And the army's there. Army's visiting Riverdale. Uh, Cheryl and Tony open a time capsule from the Archie comic series, Archie 1941. That's a joke. But there is a comic book series about... <laughs> Archie and the gang set in 1941 where Archie goes off to join the army and fight in World War II and doesn't come back. What? And I think that's where that where that's where uh bits of this come from. Also, yeah. That's really fascinating, but wow. Fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah. I uh, hate that. I mean, I don't hate that. I'm sure it was good, but like, oh, I, that's so disturbing. Okay, cool. The uh, okay. <clears throat> they pull out newspapers from from the 1940s, uh, a pops menu, a baseball card, a red circle comic book, and a photo of four seniors who went off to war. It's like, who made this? Our characters in the past. Anyway, have fun with the uh, last day of senior year. The uh, the ghost army men were very creepy to me, very upsetting to me. This whole this whole episode, for some reason, I did not like it. I liked it, but it was very upsetting. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah, very unsettling. Uh, we find out that Jughead graduated. Uh, RG calls him a legend, much like Ch- Channing Tatum. Yes, I was like, do you think that he ad libbed that? I bet he did. No American boy says he said, that. He said, "You're a legend," and they were like, "KJ, you got to do it in American accent." <laughs> he said, "You're a legend." <laughs> <laughs> happy happy guys there you happy gabriel it's kind of shocking that it's kind of shocking that jack had graduated like truly <laughs> Did, yeah didn't they say none of his weird. credits from stonewall carried over right i it actually kind of makes more sense to me that archie would have graduated mm. because he wasn't gone that long mm. or, or you know right? would have been nice if he and Jughead could have shared anything. <laughs> right, exactly. he has to tell Archie Sad. that he won't be graduating. And not only will he not be able to graduate, he's not doing summer school either. He would have to repeat his senior year, which, frankly, yet yeah, kill me. I wouldn't... The, emotionally, the stress yeah, of, of being the only person left behind and going through high school senior year again would break me. I don't think I could do that. That would really suck. That would... Uh, yeah... Yeah, though I'm not really sure why Archie wasn't kind of prepared for this. Like, it's not, they made it sound like in the in the Principal Weatherby meeting that this was like, you don't find out what credits you're getting in high school until like the last day when you're already screwed famously, and can't make it up. Famously on the last <laughs> day of school when they tell you how you did for the entire preceding year. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like Archie should be more aware like, it, it shouldn't have been such, like, a loosey-goosey situation <laughs> Archie, that you Archie, have one you meeting know? on the last day of school. <laughs> Archie, Why have you not like, logged into Parent Connect you. to check your grades? <laughs> yeah, wait, you haven't been checking the Blackboard? Jeez, okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, I blame Archie. I blame Archie, Archie for being unaware. Archie can still walk with his classmates, which is nice. And Weatherby asks him to record a generic graduation song, and Archie's like, I know just the one. <laughs> I really, like, I wanted to not cry. I cried. I cried so much. It was so sad. I These kids are not even, it's not even like we're having a break from the show. It's all coming back yeah, next we week. We are going but... to see them next week. This episode 
Yeah, it's made like you're going to have months of break between them. Archie lies to Jughead. I, I just felt like, ugh. He tells Jughead that uh, he only needs summer school. So Jughead's happy. Uh, the clock ticks down. <clears throat> Everyone celebrates the end of high school. Hugs all around. Archie does not hug Veronica, but he does hug Reggie. Love Reggie. <laughs> More stuff with Reggie. Oh, what an awkward moment. <laughs> yeah, who barely got anything this episode, Reggie. sadly. Reggie deserves better. The whole the whole extended cast does. Reggie's dad didn't come to graduation, <laughs> as he pointed <laughs> out. It's just sad. <laughs> Very upsetting. Veronica notices Archie looking at the picture from the time capsule. And uh, after she comes over, after they have sex, she asks him about the time capsule photo. Uh, He says that he's wondering what was going through the minds, you know? Oh, we're graduating, but we're about to go to war. And she asks him if he has any crazy ideas. And he lies to her about summer school, too. He's just a regular lion machine today. Yeah. Uh, It's weird because he... It's like his first time ever considering the army. Yeah. And but he's in my mind. But he was considering the navy. Yeah, navy and army aren't that different. I guess naval academy is still technically college, but like it seems really weird that Veronica is was all gung ho for navy, but the idea of the army is is just not okay with her. I kind of understand because and I don't actually know if this is true if you guys are in the navy. Like, let me know. But I, I think there is a thing where the Navy seems safer. I don't know if that's true. But Army, you, you're going to war. I mean, if that's I don't know what, what you're think, doing in the Navy, truthfully. If you're looking for safety, I mean, I don't Archie know. should join I've... the Coast Guard. Are they safe? I mean... They're boats? Yeah. They yeah, guard the coast? The Coast Guard is They're not also really known for going to war. Yeah, I don't know if the Navy goes... To, well, the thing is, we're fighting a Does war in the, the desert. Does the Navy go to war? Basically. Is that well, I know the question? Navy goes to war, but like... But the Navy... Does the Navy go to war when the war is not near water? I don't know if the Navy what? does. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. What does the Navy do? Is the Navy deployed? Isn't the Navy on ships? Yes. <laughs> I truly All know over nothing. the ocean. Right, but at we're... multiple fu- bases. Right. They have their own uh, uh, NCIS, and did you know that... I forget you, you would know. <laughs> if you fly, like, a plane off of a aircraft okay. carrier, you are a naval pilot, not an Air Force pilot. Oh, okay. That's specific. Yeah. So, like, the huh. Top Gun guys are doing like naval air force stuff when they're out on the boats interesting i don't know anything about the navy but i know that veronica holds it to a higher esteem for some reason yeah so it's the white uniform i think yeah an officer and a gentleman is that i think that's the navy i think that's what she was imagining that movie it's a it's a it's a very nice uniform i, I have to listen say. what I, do i so. believe that Veronica would see Archie in a Navy uniform and say, an officer and a gentleman? Yes. Do I believe she's seen officer and a gentleman? No. 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 I actually weirdly have seen that movie. I don't really remember much about it, but I have seen it. Anyway. Everyone hugs their families at graduation. It's very nice. They got the soft focus on. Archie wishes Fred were there. After they walk, 
he, uh, I got to apologize real quick. I shouldn't have broken everything into sections on this one, but by the time I did, it was too late to put it back. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> Archie We're walks. We're fine. I'm, I'm following. All right. Archie walks. He opens his empty certificate folder, sees that yeah, there's nothing inside, and then sees a vision of the army boys leaving. And Archie walks straight from so graduation <laughs> over to the guy at the army table and goes, is it too late to sign up? And the guy's like, well, no, but this is, like, the army, so, like, are you sure? Because it feels like you just walked over here on a whim. And she goes, oh, I'm sure. So later, the core four... You can't get out of those contracts. <laughs> no, it's... I mean, when he, when he's when they're drinking on the bleachers, and Archie makes the deal to meet up in a year, and then immediately follows up with, also, I leave in the morning for the army. I it's It seems too soon, but I don't know. Uh, I think it might actually move that quickly if you signed up to join the military. I am not the person to ask, sure, but yeah. it did it did seem fast. But also, they have a table at graduation, which kind of feels very manipulative. <laughs> like, yeah. the people oh, who are yeah. very terrified of their future here's a here's a table. Well, literally, your graduation ceremony just let out. Apparently, and this one came as a shock to me. Uh, we're currently at war. Now, I know there's military actions and police actions all over the world from the United States. Sorry, world, but we're not at war. So what is Veronica talking about? Or are we we at war war. in the world of Riverdale and against whom? Aren't we technically still fighting a war? I think it counts. I mean, if you want to get technical, we haven't fought in a war since World War II. Really? What? We have I, everything I don't know at, like, about the like military. to go to war is something that the uh, House and the Senate have to vote on, and uh, the actions we've taken in in Vietnam and Korea and and the Middle East have all been police actions that come from executive uh, uh, orders from the president. Technically, I mean, technically, we're still in Afghanistan. I don't know yeah. if you want to consider yeah. it a war, right? But also, like this is Riverdale and we're not sure when when or where or why you you we're not say sure we're not sure States. when but they gave us a very specific date with the with the the time capsule in 1945 being dug up uh 75 years later that puts this as so we explicitly know exactly 2020 he said 75 years well i guess we're at war we're at I guess war Veronica's upset all right, who do you think we're at war with? Um, the serpents. Mm. The In preppy universe, nation. I have no idea. <laughs> the stonies. <laughs> um, who, uh, whoever Penny Peabody's crew was. <laughs> that that we're at war with those people. Who was that kid? Austin. Who were St. those James? people? The Goonies. The Ghoulies. Nick St. Clair? Nick St. Clair, that's right. Was that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin St. James, though, that's a name that we could keep forever. I don't know who could be our Austin St. James, but that seems like a fictional character we could make up and put in the canon. Names don't just pop into my head like that. Yeah, it's... Have you ever used a name for, like, a script or for, like, whatever, like, and realized that it's actually, like, a famous person? Yes. I yes, did that once with I Natalie Holloway. I was naming someone. <laughs> Not realizing. I was naming a boy. And I was like, Reese is a good first name. What should his last name be? Wither. Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Shit. 
That's actually amazing. But a boy named Reese um, Witherspoon because... is so funny, and I might use it. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, just be like, no relation. Continue to just be like, every time he's introduced, no relation. Yeah. yeah. I know, I mean, like... it's weird. It is weird. But... but he gets, but he would get tables really easily, you know? Reese Witherspoon? Oh, yeah. Oh, who's oh, this teenager? Great. Here at this Red Robin? Oh my God. <laughs> Red <laughs> Lobster. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that sounds so good. That's Archie. So good. Remind me to order my sushi midway through. Archie says goodbye to Mary in Vegas. Then goodbye to the house. Then goodbye to the backdrop of the of the of the street that he's standing in front of because they didn't <laughs> actually go anywhere. Uh they did it. I know. I saw. <laughs> was I'm always so like, okay. that's an interior backdrop. <laughs> yeah. Archie. It's very frozen trees. And Jughead uh, wait on the side of the road. In the, in, the, in the one bus stop in Riverdale that's for some reason out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you, like, you need always. a car to get to your bus stop. And I feel like that's a bigger problem than we're making it seem to be. No, absolutely. Why would public transportation be so inconvenient? Yeah. Like, it should be one in Main Street. Yeah. And then you have... Right yeah, next to, and right next to the courthouse. Yeah, that bus stop. Right, very easy. Archie apologizes to Jughead. But, of course, Jughead has already forgiven Archie. And I get... I, I'm, I'm not mad here because Archie's about to join the army. And you're like, oh, he's about to see some bad stuff. Let's just forgive him for the, for the little mistakes right. he's made. Right. Uh, I actually really liked how they handled this storyline. Oh, I thought but this we'll was get into so it good. In a different... I loved this. I Even loved it when it when it was yeah. just Jughead and Archie. I was still like, oh, they're gonna come in the car. They gotta come in the car, and they did. The girl, the girls showed up, picked Jughead up in Archie's car, and they did this really cool thing where they're chasing down the bus and they're waving at him from the street. I was almost upset. Oh, like Archie's like flashing back to like the little baby boy he was in the pilot. Everyone looked really really young which is weird because they're not old now but whoo no uh, they're not it it, it almost know. broke me when he asked the bus driver to pull over because it felt very realistic until that point but i i guess i shouldn't be mad about the yeah. being indulgent i it just bothers me that he and veronica have a happy ending like three relationships break up in this episode and it's pretty amicable and i i don't know if i like that. i liked it you did? No, see, I, I did, but I'll get I'll get into it later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, Archie says he'll see everyone in a year, and then he leaves Riverdale, never to be seen again. Until next episode, when he'll have a haircut. That's the end of the Archie plot. Oh. Mm. I thought I like that, that was really powerful lamp. and cool. Yeah. I wish. I wish it had jived better with his larger story in season four about taking on his dad's work and trying to make something of the town of Riverdale. Yeah, it is a little weird that he felt like he had to abandon town completely. Yeah, it, it's weird that he felt he had um, to leave. I kind of thought he was going to be the one to stay and see everyone else leave. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anyone stayed. No, no one stayed surprising. in Riverdale except for Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a weird choice, but I'm ex I'm excited to see what it brings. So, well, where do you want to go next? Let's do Cheryl. Okay. 
And Tony, I guess we group them together. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's not a person yet. Uh, right. One day. Cheryl. Cheryl remembers how her brother is dead. She puts on her spider brooch. She's like, oh, man, just think. If he were alive, he would have graduated the same year as me two years ago. <laughs> that was confusing. That'll never stop being weird. Yeah. Never. Maybe Cheryl got held back. Tony. Sure. Tony shows her grandmother her locker. Every scene with Tony and her grandmother this episode is very strange. Because it's like, it's like there are no problems. Tony's just like, this is my locker. I didn't clean it out. Um, I still love my girlfriend. And her grandma's just like, yeah, that's fine. But then Cheryl walks, is starting to walk <laughs> over and she's like, no, it's not fine. And like backs off. Then yeah. after graduation, uh, Penelope finds Cheryl out in the parking lot. And is like, well, now that you're grown up, I feel comfortable turning myself in for my crimes. Does Penelope think she did her crimes for Cheryl? Because I, I thought she hated Cheryl. And I thought Cheryl hated her. Night and I don't understand this child. relationship. <laughs> and it, I, I hate it so much more than I hate Hiram. Because it, it doesn't make sense. Really? And doesn't add to anyone else's stories. Cheryl just lives in her own bubble of insanity that I could exercise from this entire show and still have the show. And that's why I don't like it. I get, yes, that's true. But every time Natalie Bolt is Penelope Blossom, I just get such a kick out of it. Oh, the I problem is not at and... all the performance. It's the, just, it's weird how many things in this show are completely divided from the other thing, the things in this show. When you're writing something in a small town, you expect everything well, to kind of connect to each other. And this episode's one where a lot of things intersect. But for the most part, Cheryl's stuff does not intersect with the rest of the town. And I think that's a well, huge Can I mistake. just say, this is, a, this is the one problem that I think the show had. And I understand why they had this problem, but I do think it has been a problem for Riverdale over the years. Basically, their main characters are... Betty, Jughead, Archie, and Veronica. That's the core four. Yeah. But I think people love Madeleine Petch, and for good reason. She's a national treasure. They love her so much, and they love Cheryl so much, but what ends up happening is she's not really... She's really a supporting character, and they give her a lot of screen time, and I think that she would have been a lot better served if she wasn't so much the main character not that she's not great it's just that it's always like it always feels like we get too much cheryl and then not enough cheryl for many episodes i know it'll be like mean. a whole episode of cheryl stuff and i think it i think it has and to it, do it does a feel divorced with, from everything i think it's the mystery when you when you're doing a mystery like jason blossom is dead then you need a character like cheryl to make you care because uh, it's not just this kid's dead, it's that her brother's dead, and she's alone now, because yeah. they were twins. And her stuff in season uh, or one not. <laughs> was strong, and the, you know, her in the lake, or the river, at the end of season one, is still one of the, like, the greatest set piece the show has ever done. But then they just had this character after that. And they didn't have a mystery. They didn't have anything to do with her. And so she's just kind of been in the wind ever since. Yeah, I 
I think it would have actually been a lot better if after that lake is as much as I love Madeline Petch, I think she's she amazing. Should have left town. I think she's a really great actress. Or not necessarily left town, but just been like a a different kind of character. Maybe she goes to get help or something and she kind of comes in. It would have actually been or better like, if she was a senior. If, yeah. If she oh if she if had she gone graduated. off to college and could like come back sometimes. Or if she had like actually turned exactly. over a new leaf and like changed up her style. And, like, like after she lost her house and everything, she could have been, I don't know, poor Cheryl Blossom? Humble Cheryl Blossom? Yeah. A different Cheryl Blossom. But, uh, I st- but instead, she was just I still manic think... and, and inconsistent Cheryl Blossom. I think that you can't have as many main characters and really service them all the time. Um, and I think that they kind of had a similar problem with Josie and a similar problem with even like Kevin in some instances and Reggie, where you got to kind of streamline your plots and you kind of you kind of have to focus on a couple of people. I think that's yeah. why a show like One Tree Hill, for example, they move through main characters. Most of the time, it's Lucas and Nathan and Haley and Brooke and Peyton. But then you'll have some other plots but some seasons, you know, characters are literally gone, you know, and you can't you can't have everyone be a main character. Yeah. So I completely agree. Cobra Kai did the same thing. They just kind of wrote some characters out for season two that they clearly didn't have anything for. But they showed up again in season three and I was almost surprised. I was like, wow, you got him back. <laughs> but like, you can do that. That's allowed. Anyway. Yeah, it's interesting because I think Riverdale keeps promoting people to series regulars, which I mm-hmm. like everyone on the cast so much, I don't mind. Yeah. But I kind of wonder what the show would be like if things were a little bit different. It's such a good cast, but it, I'm always I'm always out here thinking like, man, are we really just paying Casey Cott to just hang out in Toronto most of the time? Like, let him work. <laughs> so I know I thought that too. But So Cheryl tells Tony that she's not going to college. Because they don't have cheerleading in Highsmith? Well, yes, but no. Uh, Cheryl's going to make Tony go. Tony, Tony, of course, is like, but I don't want to be where you aren't. I am you. Uh, Cheryl says she's going to rehabilitate her family me- legacy. Tony says that she's already bringing her Nana around. Her Nana is even offering to, is like already referring to Tony and Cheryl as a collective who live together in a dorm and wants to send them gifts. It's like Cheryl's not listening. A choice doesn't have to be made. She's like, Tony, I don't want to make you choose. No one has to choose. Yeah, it's kind of like this, you know, she was really against you for like three days and now she's already like going to send you presents. And Cheryl's like, no, it's not fine. And again, this makes sense if if the series arc was uh, Cheryl has to fix the blossoms, but... When it cuts back to her and Nana, they're like, we're going to rebuild Thornhill, the family like name and the legacy. It just sounds like she's going to make everything exactly as it was again. I really enjoyed her pushing the wheelchair in like six inch platform red high heels, <laughs> like through the dirt road. I'm like, that sounds, that looks so hard. <laughs> I really How want her, this? I really wanted her to just turn it over with Nana and be like, I know it was you. You ruined the blossoms. <laughs> I that's the hill I die on that Adam Blossom is a is a criminal I and she hope deserves to be punished for that the, that might be the next thing I'm just gonna hold a candle for 
is that eventually this show will hold Nana Blossom accountable and like and like we'll have a moment where she's like, I am evil at like the kids and they'll be like, ah or something like that. Like I want I want them Do you to Do you think she survives the time jump? <laughs> I don't know. Boy, I don't know. It depends on if they like that lady, I guess. Oh yeah, she seems cool actually, so maybe, but that she's timeless, ageless. <laughs> like, who knows? I'm pretty sure she's over a hundred. So, where do you uh, where do you want to go next? Jughead, Betty. Group? Are we at? Is that FP and uh, Alice? Is FP and Jug- Jellybean included in that? They're in Jughead stuff. Group therapy is all the all the teens uh, going through like the 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 group passage of graduation things together. That's all nice. Let's scenes. do group therapy. Okay. So the friends all hang out in the lounge for the last time, all talking about how we're not going to be here again. They're like, "What about homecoming?" And I'm like, "You're going to go back to your high school lounge at homecoming?" Mm. Yeah, I know. I thought that was weird. You're not allowed in the school at <laughs> Guys, my high school. You, it it won't be cool when you're in your twenties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they no. <laughs> they pass around yearbooks, and I was like, "I thought Honey banned these." And like, "Well, he's gone. It's been three weeks. How'd you pay for that?" <laughs> These are the quickest yearbooks yeah. I've ever seen. They're looking. Yeah, don't through. they take like a full year? Sweet Pea is there, which is shocking because I thought he was dead. I thought Cheryl murdered him. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> look, a page for the we serpents. We haven't seen him for a while. We do exist. And 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 Tony's like, and a shadow for the pretty poisons, which I hope was literally just someone going. Also, the pretty poisons existed. I think I can't find evidence. <laughs> I don't like the pretty poisons. I think what happened? That was a dumb, di- dumb thing we did. That is dumb, and we should all have <laughs> pretended it didn't happen. And the fact that this episode mentions it twice, but I think to bury it at the end makes me a little bit happy. Uh, Kevin Do you is. You remember like, oh. when Tony almost had a threesome? <laughs> yes. Sorry, I just had to bring that up. That's that right. Was, like on stage. With yeah. one of the pretty poisons. Yeah. And also Sweet Pea, who yeah. I guess she's friends with. Thought that was very weird. Yeah. Very strange moment. Is that not how? Maybe it... the strangest, honestly. Well, you want to be someone you trust, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not in high school and not on a stage. Well, no one was in the in audience. Your high school. I still think it's inappropriate, John, and I feel <laughs> like it's weird that you don't. All right, prude. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, mean. Speaking of mean. musicals, Kevin's flipping through the yearbook and he's like, oh, cool, they mentioned the musicals despite all the murder. No, but he says it, he says it and somebody speaks over him. Yeah, yeah, he, Which I think he, is he hilarious. That's when the secretary asks Jughead and Archie to the principal's office. <laughs> Besides all the, but, but, amazing. Mm-hmm. Such a nice moment there. Uh, it was uh, cute. Later. For the graduation ceremony, Archie plays a cover of Time of Your Life by Green Day, which is, of course, a graduation song actually, because it references having the time of your life. It's actually called Good Riddance. I think I it's point both. It's not called. Okay, fine. But it's also called Good Riddance. Yeah. I, I also know this song is not about like moving on from like a milestone it's about a breakup and it really bothers me that we've co-opted it for graduations around the world do you not understand that every graduation is a breakup with school 
I know it's just like literally about Billy Joe Armstrong's breakup. You'd think. And you'd it think, must suck for him. I'm going to remind you that the lyrics say, I hope you had the time of your life. So it's about, it's about moving on past things, I guess. It's cool. It's, I'm just saying vitamin C is right there. Mm-hmm. And it's very literal, you know? They should play Closing so. Time. Oh, that's about birth. Oh. That's about childbirth. Still works. Yeah, you've never heard that before? What do you mean? They said closing time, yeah. so it's about yeah. the end of something. Yeah, no, but then they talk about the placenta and mm. the birth canal, and it's about birth. So wow. that's the third verse. You I'm not good, at, I'm not good yeah. at music. It's actually my biggest weakness, that I don't listen to lyrics. It's mine as well. <laughs> it's mine as well, but I've had to write a lot of articles about songs that you didn't know were about this. Why do you and do so this? And so now I know... Yeah, I know all these facts. So, so it's very interesting. Um, as the but. as the ceremony is going on, you know, every every kid goes across the stage and they cut to their parents in the audience, and then Reggie goes across the stage and we cut to his friends in the audience. And you know why? Because Reggie's dad did not come to graduation. Because <laughs> Reggie's dad really is a, is an awful, really, awful, really terrible sad. person. Not a killer, Michael. Not at all. Just a bad parent. <laughs> You don't know that though. We're we're still we're we know we know he beats six. his son. Yeah, he's not a good man. No. He's a bad person. And he didn't so show. Up it's graduation. not that far of a stretch. After graduation, the gang fills their own time capsule. Betty throws in uh, newspapers and a bobby pin. Reggie tosses in a football signed by the Bulldogs. Uh, Veronica adds a pops menu and a LeBeau nut matchbox. Kevin has programs for his musicals and Josie's cat ears. He's like, I wish you were still in the show. Uh, Cheryl puts in her head bitch in charge shirt because apparently no one else gets to wear it. This girl is ridiculous. Tony finally buries the pretty poisons. I love the idea that someone's going to open this and be like, what the fuck are the pretty poisons? I was expecting a South Side <laughs> Serpent jacket. I've never heard of this gang. Do you think that... They're going to open... Did they say when they were going to open it? It's like 75 years later. They didn't say. Because... They didn't say when they were going to open it, which is why I spent the entire end of the episode wondering if it was going to get pulled back up at the very beginning of the time jump. I have a a pitch. Not a theory, but it's a pitch of what I would want to do. Jughead gives up his hat. I thought it was weird... Just, I thought it was weird that Archie put, like, a hammer and, like, everybody kind of put things that, like, if you were to open it in, like, five or ten years would be, like, not that exciting. Yeah. But I guess if you, like, opened it 75 years later, it would be exciting, you know? Yes. Uh, Jughead gives up his hat, which means he's not weird anymore. Not a weirdo. It's normal. Uh, and then Archie throws in a guitar pick and his dad's hammer. And I have to imagine that sometime between now... And whenever they're going to open this thing up again, Mary Andrews is going to need a hammer. She's going to be like, where did our... We had a hammer, right? <laughs> where did it go? I can't call Archie because he's in war right me? now. <laughs> Come on. Is Better call my girlfriend, see if she has a hammer. Have assumed... <laughs> she probably does. Yeah. Is it cynical for me to assume that that Archie just found whatever around the house? <laughs> Is that terrible? <laughs> Archie was like, it he was like, Archie, we gotta go. Pocket. And he's like, fuck, okay, I, a hammer and a guitar pick. Let's go. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. Reggie put a oh. lot of work into his, you know? He had everyone sign a football. And then Archie just threw in a hammer. <laughs> right. 
Aw, Archiekins. Little baby. After Archie leaves, uh, the group really falls apart. Versus Veronica, who she phrases it weird when she's like, I'm going to take time off with my mom and Andy Cohen. Like, your mom's not living with Andy Cohen. I, amazing. Your mom is employed by Andy No, I think that they have a Andy summer Cohen. share. Hmm? No, they're friends, John. It doesn't have to be one or the other. They can also be friends. Sure, but the, they the hang implication out in the here is that her mom is, like, with Andy Cohen. And I just don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> well, I don't think that. I think that they they hang out. That they have a summer house that they share in the Hamptons. Uh-huh. And she's uh she's sipping rose by the pool. Oh man, is this a crossover life. with Royal Pains, the best USA show? What a weirdly specific show to reference. John. Did you ever see it? It was great. Ezra <laughs> Miller was in it. Really? I yeah. love Ezra Miller. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was about this weird. like really great doctor from the city who becomes a concierge doctor in the Hamptons. So he just gets hired by rich people to solve their basic little problems. And Ezra Miller, I think, is a hemophiliac in it. But then he uses all, you know, he's doing oh. well financially, so, like, he does pro bono stuff for people who actually need help. It was, like, a really nice show. That sounds cute. I like that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I love Drop Dead Diva. I don't know. That's that not one. on that show. I mean, I know that actually. one, but I don't I no. didn't watch that one. Oh, it's just a very nice show. It's kind of similar, but she was the lawyer. Mm. So, Yeah. Jughead, Jughead and, Betty, and Betty, are we there? Jughead and Betty stop spooning every night. There's a social <laughs> distance growing between them. They're sitting six feet apart for some reason. Betty decides to go away with her mom for a while, but she and Jughead promise to love each other. And we'll get into more of that in the next couple stuff. Do you Betty or Jughead? Betty. Yeah, Jughead probably should be last. <clears throat> Yeah. So Betty is hanging out with Jughead when he reveals that he's sad that the kids are sad. He's like, is this town doomed? And that's when I was like, wasn't this Archie's arc? Why did this become Betty's problem? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> why are you blaming? Why are you bringing this down Betty? Just Betty, why, busy. Betty can't be responsible for this. Her dad's the Black Hood. <laughs> she, she will remind you of that. I, again, I, I, it's a shame again, that wasn't in her again. speech. My dad is the Black Hood. <laughs> Alice. Yeah, it's like a badge of honor now. <laughs> Alice is sad is. that everyone is leaving her. She's like, I was expecting Thanksgiving with FP, Jellybean, Jughead, Charles, Polly, the twins. Well, Alice, the twins are dead. Charles is a serial <laughs> killer. Polly is probably yeah, also a serial <laughs> killer. <laughs> what happened to the twins? I thought they were at the Blossoms. No, really, they're, what happened remember to them? they dropped them in a fire and they died. <laughs> And then, oh, yes. and and then, then Edgar just kept bringing since, in right. new babies to trick Polly into thinking that she still uh, had children. Because there couldn't be infants for that long. That's a very uh, WandaVision. I move. hope in seven years just when saying. they come back and Polly's like, here are the twins. She brings in two infants in her arms still. <laughs> and they just like don't talk about it. Things just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, being a mother is so uh, difficult. How? Uh, <laughs> those twins are not alive anymore. Betty, <laughs> those twins are made of porcelain. Uh, Polly. Betty promises her mother that she will be back for Thanksgiving and Christmas and whenever Alice needs her because there's no pandemic keeping them away from each other. They could be in the same room all day. And I hate them. For They're going to have a bad first year at college. Mm. 
Betty, or they just are going to go through the pandemic. And they already it's went through their really pandemic. Hard. <laughs> yeah. And now quarantine's over. Or I wonder so, if go for that. if after the time jump they will be like, oh yeah, COVID happened, but a while ago. Oh, hundred percent. Thank God it's over now. <laughs> Sad. Betty has to write the graduation speech, and it seems like she's uh, a little bit overwhelmed by it. You know, because of all of a sudden being in charge of the future of the town. I guess she did right. do that speech at the end of season one, which was a better speech than this one. She gives she gives the speech yeah, I was talking about earlier speech? about how, you know, this town used to be great, but now isn't because of all of the dead people. But again, right. that's not true. That's the lie. That's the whole show is about how the town looks nice, but isn't. And for you to say, but just like pretend right. it is, is the problem. Make Riverdale well, better. Well, I think that also we've kind of established that. Riverdale has always been very bad and the kids who grew up in a better idealized version of Riverdale were wrong to believe it was idealized because like the Riverdale Reaper was like a thing. Like gang warfare was yes, a thing. Right. It wasn't even good the whole when time. Betty and the others were young because the Riverdale Reaper existed before that and there were riots in the past and all right. of these things. So what are you talking about, Betty? <laughs> and it feels like this is also it's... this is also a little bit the show like like being like America America calm down <laughs> Gen Z can't remember a time when this society was working like it was supposed to so like can we get it together for them but I I I just I wish the messaging were better Betty I wouldn't I I don't I love do, this speech I do. I do think that's what they were kind of trying to say because I was pretty moved by it. I just don't think it's very true to what Riverdale is. Yeah. Or I America. I don't it, think know, it's America what... always had problems. I think she needed to challenge Riverdale instead of... Uh, what's the word I'm even looking for? Just telling Riverdale Being to... Be nostalgic? To, yeah, be best. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Last it would have been a nice passing the torch moment. Yeah. Oh, no, but we don't have any characters that we know staying in town who are in the generation below them. Jellybean is what leaving, Ricky? so... I don't think he's going anywhere. Ricky, Ricky's but dead, But what about right? Ricky? He's not going anywhere. <laughs> no idea what happened to Ricky. Jellybean killed all of her accomplices. The ones that aren't sleeping under the, under the boxing ring. I was fully so. expecting us to just never meet the other accomplices, but I guess we still didn't because we don't know their names. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to Jughead. We don't plot. know their names now. Jughead recaps the show so far. Clifford Blossom, the Black Hood, the Gargoyle King. Very fun that he acknowledges that the titles Black Hood and Gargoyle King are better than the actual revelations of who did it. Uh, he throws in the Stonies and now Jellybean. He blames himself, but arguably he was a little distracted. <clears throat> Alice wants to send Jellybean to therapy. Yeah, man, everyone should be going to therapy but fp tells her that he's actually going to be moving back to toledo ohio with jellybean and alice is like oh yeah because a girl needs her, her mother and i'm like what no not her mother yeah yeah no in theory sure but like no her mother's <laughs> no, 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 definitely no. the reason she, like if she her mom knew was she could great. do all this 
Yeah, no, her mom, like, runs drugs and makes, like, meth. Yeah. Candy meth. Remember the time? In the trailer. Do you remember when Jughead's mom fought Penny Peabody? Like, knife fight fought Penny Peabody? Yeah. Yeah. Mama anyway, Bear protects her A girl cup. needs her mother. Uh, <laughs> but FP has also figured out where Jellybean's accomplices are hiding out. So they get Archie first. They're like, hey, man, uh, we know it's late, but you need to get into the gym. Then they swing by Hiram's with, with Tom Keller behind, and they like pull him up and be like, you need to make Tom Keller into sheriff again. And Tom is like, oh, thank God, a job. <laughs> and they find, <laughs> Finally. They find Government the benefits. Yeah. Yes, yes. They find the kids living under the boxing ring the whole time. Again, this should really be hitting Archie a lot harder than it does. He should be like, oh, no, all of the kids I've reached out to help have done nothing but hurt me this whole year. We should have learned this. This yeah. should have been the thing that set him off last episode. That would have really freaked him out. If if instead of even the, like, whoever this auteur thing is, is reminding me of the Black Hood that one time, if it was like, oh, the auteur is all of the kids I've spent the entire year helping? Jesus Christ. That would throw me off. And then that could too. have pushed him to leave. And then you're like, I clearly yeah, that have would have to push go. Him to I leave. clearly don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have worked. Not what we got, but that would have worked well. It's weird they were sleeping under the boxing ring. Thought that was weird. It it doesn't seem comfortable. Like why? It's got to be dusty down there. No. No. Yeah. Like I can't think of a worse place in the. No one's in the gym. <laughs> you so can sleep anywhere. In why the gym. are they? S- right. Sleep above the boxing ring. And I am guess. I to assume Ugh. that at all times they are under that boxing ring? They live there. <laughs> yeah. It's, they don't just sleep there. That's that's where they live. Sometimes All Archie just hears giggling coming from that. down there and is like, what could that be? Were they he down there? The were, they, were they living under there when he and Josie like sang together and stuff? Were they down there when he when he fought uh, Hiram <laughs> for his life? Were they down there when KO was visiting? Where's that music coming from? Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. So weird. What a weird, so, what a weird thing to Jughead do. goes to his dad. He's like, Dad, I kind of want to go to Toledo with you. You just said family's super important. And FP's like, yeah, family's important, but college is important, and none of us have gone to college, so you're going to college. Which is fair. This is some of FP's best stuff in a while, so of course it's his last episode. <clears throat> FP says goodbye to Jughead. He looks great. So good. I love the I love the bike Amazing. with the little sidecar yeah. for Jellybean. The the goodbye kiss he shares with Alice is insane. Like, the chemistry is so good that it just left me going, why wasn't this in the show more? Why also, like, oh, now they can't be together. To the yeah, they were, we barely got to see them together, and now the show's like, and now they're apart and feel bad. But I don't, because this is the this is the best evidence of them being together I've seen since they've been together, was that kiss. Don't you think, I mean, this is how I, what I thought they should do. Hmm? (laughs) I thought that they should have just had, um, imagine, uh, like Alice go to Ohio Yeah, and she could just be back seven years later and you could be like, oh, it didn't work out. Yeah. But like, yeah. Or like, oh, he's in Ohio. Yeah. Like you don't have to bring him up. Why do you have to do that? It's fucked. Like I like them together. I don't want this to end. Sad, uh, but really like, sad. there's a cool shot of him hopping on, and then there's like 
really like his Southside Serpents jacket, and he's flanked by the bikers as he leaves. I loved it. Uh, Jughead finally picks up on how Veronica and Archie broke up. He's like, hey, didn't it seem like Veronica and Archie, like, aren't dating anymore? Because she doesn't know anything he's doing. She's like, yeah, right, yeah, that's right. probably because yeah. Archie and I kissed and then Veronica found out. And I, I have to say, Cole Sprouse, the, his instant re- reaction is like, oh, yeah, this relationship is over. It's it's instant. You, you oh, can see yes, it on him. yes. I know. Like, she starts I kissing this. him and it feels forced and gross, but then he kisses her back and you kind of have to know that this is like their one for the road, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit gross, right? Oh, this was... I, I really... Yes, it made me feel very uncomfortable, but I thought it was a really good scene because it for me, it was like the snap that that happened i think that i would have really been annoyed with the show if if the show had ended with or if this relationship had ended with you kissed my best friend again you said you wouldn't do that again oh i can't like if it was if it ended with passion like i feel like of course they're gonna get back together in six episodes you know what i mean yeah this i thought was so much more powerful because it was like oh it's not really about them it's not really about betty kissing archie it's like the moment where Jughead realizes that he actually, there's no point in fighting for Betty. So what's he going to do? He's going to fight for Betty. He's going to yell. He's going to scream. He's going to, you know, be mad at her and then eventually forgive her. They're going in separate directions anyway. Like there's no reason, there's no reason for him to hate her mm-hmm. and hate Archie and Veronica to hate her and because they all know, even if they don't want to admit it, the relationships are over not because Betty kissed Archie. They're over because Betty's going to Yale and he's going to Iowa and Veronica's going to Barnard and yeah. Archie's going to the army. And I liked that because you they all knew it was over, but they didn't have a big dramatic flare up about it. I liked that a lot. And it surprised me because I didn't think the show would do it this way. You're right. You're right. The 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 perspective of like this isn't just he kissed my girlfriend but also like we're about to go to college and we will not be around each other every day as like an underlying factor that feels more true to life i did not have yeah a serious girlfriend at the end of high school but i'm sure there were a lot of relationships that had to figure out if they were going to continue or not like this yeah and I think they were just waiting to make this decision. And this was the moment they didn't, because they were so busy, kind of, I was saying this earlier, right? They were so busy figuring out the mysteries and the drama and what they were going to do that they never really thought about, you know, Veronica and Archie kind of had that moment where it was like, well, I'll defer Barnard and be with you. And he's like, I don't want you to do that. Right. But this, I think was the first moment where Betty and Jug had really, you know, they're, they were so bonded by the mystery and by what they were trying to solve and even like the Charles stuff and everything that they didn't realize that they were going in separate directions until it was like too late. And then this was the moment that they needed to figure it out. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I'm just terrified they're going to get back together when the show comes back. Like I'm, I'm ecstatic about Veronica being married because it means she will not be immediately trying to date Archie, but uh, the same isn't true for Betty and Jughead. Yeah. I I have faith 
that they're not going to put them back immediately because I just don't think that's very fun. And I yet... think they're going to have moments. <laughs> well, yeah, but I do think that with the time jump, I also heard, I'm not sure if this is confirmed, that Jughead might have a girlfriend too. I know that was like a spoiler that came out or something, but I'm not sure if that's real or if that was just a thing people were saying. Hmm. But I think that regardless, regardless, I just think that it's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be that easy. I'm sure they'll get back together and I'm sure maybe Betty and Archie will have a moment or something. I'm sure that they're going to do something. I don't think it's going to be, oh, they come back to town and suddenly fall back into each other's arms. I just, I don't, I don't see that happening after all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Who knows? So after Archie leaves, and after Betty and Veronica leave, Jackhead makes the curious choice to just not live in the Cooper house that no one told him he couldn't live in. And I think it's technically actually his family's house at this point. Instead, he decides to squad Archie's house, which I'm also surprised that Mary moved. I guess I'm not surprised Mary moved out of there. She was like counting the minutes until she didn't have to live in Riverdale anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, right exactly and honestly i get it yeah it's very scary there the electricity and gas gets shut down so he moves into the sex bunker until august at what I, point just imagine do you think, like, why imagine you're a freshman at college and you like meet your your dorm mate and he's like oh yeah no i the last couple months i've been living in this bunker in the woods like my okay, but you had left. a house to live in. I had to get myself to college. Right, my dad but you moved to Ohio to save my sister because she made these videotapes that freaked everyone out. Anyway, um, are you in that bed or am I in that one? I didn't. <laughs> I'm Jughead. Hi. <laughs> uh, I I I didn't understand why he didn't go back to his the the Cooper house. I understand the memories, but like the bugs, the lack of plumbing. There's no shower in the bunker. Like, there's not. <laughs> Like, we yeah. have not established that there is plumbing. There might be a toilet. There might be a hole in the ground. I'm not sure. It's I don't and, think there's a shower. And, he, and definitely not a nice one. He makes a comment. like, and then I went, you know, the only natural place to go. And I thought he was going to go back to the high school where he was <laughs> sleeping in season one. I thought oh, that would yeah, have been ironic no. as, like, you know, have him walking around the empty halls as, like, one last goodbye to that set. But that's That'd be cute. Happened. Yeah. Uh, so one year later. Jughead's the only one who shows up for their annual meeting. Pop, who's still around, is like, oh, they're probably busy. And some teens come in, but that's not the <laughs> show anymore. And Jughead, over voice, uh, over, tells us it'll be six more years before we see everyone together again, and they will be solving a new mystery. And I'm a little bit disappointed they didn't give us, like, a little bit of a tease in the mystery, because this isn't a season finale. You could just do a scene that leads us into the next yeah. Like, why why jump the year and then be like, it'll be six more. Why not just jump the seven years? Or here's some yeah. pitches. Here's some pitches. You do every okay. year at Pops, but a different one of them makes it for, like, the first couple. And oh. then no one shows up by five or six, and then you get to seven. Uh, I also... I thought that too, but... I also oh. kept hoping that the... Um, for some reason, I really thought the the time capsule they were they were burying would get dug back up because of how uh, time 
because it would be mean like oh it's time to check back in would be like it being raised and i thought it'd be cool if like one of those things in there was more important than you thought like if someone stuck a knife into the football and opened it and there was like a usb inside and you're like whoa what was reggie hiding ah wow that actually be really cool but uh reggie has nothing in his brain, reggie has so. nothing no, that's right. let's not go there I, I, Reggie's not hiding anything. I think it would be a pretty cool twist to be like, oh, yeah, just in case you didn't know, those the characters who weren't on screen a lot had this whole other thing going on that you didn't know about that is coming back now. <laughs> that would be hilarious if it was like Reggie actually had like a very deep like plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, I found the like, real Gargoyle king back Like I was solving the serial killer. <laughs> right, yeah, it's nobody paid attention. I got no attention for that. But fine, you guys, it was your my brother's dad. serial killer, I guess. Okay. <laughs> he beat me. Uh, you guys kind of picked up that plot line and just threw it on the ground. So yeah, I, 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 I needed help, and you didn't. You didn't help me. Oh, man, Reggie. But that's the end of the episode. And that's hug. the end of season four, technically. Wow. I mean, not technically, but, like, what they intended it season to be. Season four, yes. I. And, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you... So, like, <laughs> if you had to look back at season four with these three episodes tacked on to the end, I think mm-hmm. not every... I think Archie's overall arc wasn't... didn't fully reach where I think it was intended to go, but I thought the Stonewall prep thing was actually a lot of fun with some really fun characters. And I missed those guys this episode. I miss Brett. Yeah, I did miss them. They're dead. They're dead now. They're They're actually dead. Not Donna. Or is Donna dead? No. Joan is dead. Donna's alive. So we might get uh, Donna back. Okay. Red is gone. Final, final superlatives. What if you, we should give like. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, like they graduated high school. I feel like we should, we should, we should give everyone something. I just, I don't know what, uh. Tony, best girlfriend. Maybe uh, more true. Let's do more. Class, wait, wait. Class couple. Best girlfriend. Do you have a class couple? Because Between I, Archie and Veronica? I mean, it's probably Bughead, right? Betty and Jughead I are the class couple. I think people fucking hate them. Yeah, but they're... Oh, you no, think, you think among the rest of the students? Yeah, no, they're very annoyed by them. They yeah, They think they're very annoying. They think they're too serious. They think they're completely dramatic. I actually think they're giving it to uh, uh, Fangs, Cucumber Villain, and uh, and Kevin. Kevin. They like them. That's cute. They yeah. know they I'm never okay hurt anyone. That. Yeah, yeah, it's sweet. Say goodbye to the bulldogs. I guess he did join that cult. Oh, sad. Um, best hair. Tony. I'm gonna go with Cheryl. No, I'm gonna go with Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did both. It could yeah, be a tie. Can't fight. Who had better fashion, Cheryl or or, or or Veronica? Veronica. Psych, it's Betty. Those sweaters yeah. looked comfortable as hell. <laughs> Every time I looked, I would watch an episode of Riverdale, I would look up her sweaters, and they were always insanely expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes like $900. Yeah. Sometimes more. Sometimes like $1,500 sweaters. So I never bought any. That's how they get um, you too. But I did. Like, I was really inspired. You know, Lily Reinhardt's like, I'm, I'm a normal person. She is, and then everyone's like, I want to be like her, yeah. and it's like, great, you got to pay a thousand dollars for this sweater. 
Right, exactly. I mean, I really, I like, I have been very influenced. I bought a couple of, like, moderately priced sweaters um, that were very much like, this is my Betty sweatshirt, my Betty sweater. So I, I got my it... shirt from you that has, that has a logo that she wore. The little, a very the little... similar logo. Didn't I get you that? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that, that shirt from you. Yeah. That has yes, a that was similar, just from Hot Topic. I thought yeah. it was very funny. It wasn't nine hundred dollars. That this episode, Hiram had like a scar, like like just a little nick under his eyes <laughs> from being nearly beaten to death last week. He's fine. He's a tiny one. Yeah. He's a uh, yeah. He's fine. I don't worry about him. Did you so. see? Did you see the teaser for next week? I did. It Me looks too. very intriguing. I um, there are three things I like. The Silence of the Lambs homage. That's not okay. It. What are your three maybe things? two? I like. Oh, okay. Tony's new hair. I like how much screen time Archie okay. and Tony are sharing, it seems like. And I'm interested that they've chosen to do Hiram Rules the Town seven years later when the, uh, Hiram already rules the town. He is mayor. Right. I'm very confused about why he's still a thing. Mayor? But, you know, that's I, always we, been He my... just retired. And right. are we no, really no, no, just dropping know. the sickness of like, no, no, I beat up enough people, so now I'm good forever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We cannot shake that man, John. He he is with us forever. Okay? Mark Consuelos, if you want to come on this podcast. Oh, I would love to talk to Mark You Consuelos. probably don't. I, I don't think he's the problem. I, I, I think would, he absolutely. does amazing work. Oh, no. Yeah. No. No, no, no. You're great. Keep doing what you do, sweetie. I would love to see your exercise routine. I'm sure I cannot keep up, but would be fun. Yeah, I'm excited though. I I really feel like the energy of the new of the new time jump post time jump episodes are going to be really really fun. It's good. I'm, I'm excited. Already, I'm 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 very excited to be in a new version of Riverdale, and I'm I think really, really nervous. Fun that it's not going to move forward like I want it to move forward. You were telling me well, that because of the seven-year time jump, it's going to be the 10-year anniversary of Jason Blossom's death. And I hope we're yes, not spending yes. the rest of season five relitigating Jason Blossom's death. I think that's the opposite of what the show needs. I think that... I actually don't know if that's going to be very important because we haven't seen anything about that in the trailers, but I just think it's a weird thing because I thought it was weird that they chose seven years and not five years and not they're on, you know, they just graduated because they're only two years out of college, three years out of college, you know? So I thought that was a little weird, but how, how old are the it's actors? Like they're not, Like They're probably about seven years older. Yeah. I figured they were just I think trying he's to line up with real ages more. Although I know some of them are older than others. Like Casey, I think, is a little bit older than some of the others. Well, KJ is only 23, actually. Wow. I, Cole Sprouse is our age, about our age. He's like 28, I think. Um, Yeah. And I think everybody else is actually... I know Camilla Mendez is... is like 28 or 27. Lily Reinhardt's 24. It's so weird when like actors that I like, like 
and seem like about my age or like five years younger than me. Like, I just think that's a really weird thing. Like, not that we don't ever hang out with 24 year olds or anything, but like, you know, not as often, I guess, or not as we don't have as many 24 year old friends. I mean, ironically, I it's an like, interesting thing. It <clears throat> that feels like kind of the age range that the cast of Search Party is in, and and to imagine like no, they're old. They're th- the characters are supposed to be like thirty. I think they're supposed to be closer to thirty. Yeah. Oh, I assumed they yeah. were like much younger because they all live in you know shitty I've... apartments. And go to so many. I think that's just because it's in New York. Barely put together parties. Too bad because because <laughs> no, Riverdale and Search Party are kind of like the same thing. Just the Search Party cast doesn't know what they're doing. I'm obsessed with uh, Search Party. I'm very excited that you're into it. Yeah. Are you still watching it? Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's probably the thing I'm watching right now. I'm eight episodes into the first season. Cool. Awesome. What are you watching? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, ooh, what am I watching? I'm really into WandaVision. Really oh, into dude, it. What's really WandaVision? Really excited about it. Tell me about WandaVision. I know, it's it's this obscure show. It's I... this little thing on this streaming service. Okay. What's <laughs> called a streaming Disney service? Plus. Oh, okay. And okay, <laughs> so many no, layers. Wait, I genuinely want uh, to hear fan, you though. describe WandaVision. Okay, so WandaVision is... Um, basically a show about the character scarlet witch or wanda something something forget her last name um and her boyfriend who is paul bettany but he's also a robot slash humanoid thing and basically the show takes place within the sitcom universes of multiple eras of sitcom um, so one episode, it's like the first episode is like the Dick Van Dyke show. The second episode, I think, is like the Brady Bunch, you know, thematically, not necessarily like the same characters. And uh, it plays out almost exactly like the sitcoms. But then weird things happen when you realize that it's not everything is what it seems. And you're a part of the Marvel Universe. And is Wanda doing it? seems like it but who knows she's a witch a scarlet witch anyway i've been looking up theories like non-stop and i'm fascinated and i, I feel... honestly i i need to get into comic books so, so every week that's my takeaway every week i can i would love to lend you the two books that this one is largely based off of i got one here the vision yeah, please I'd love uh, to read them. and house of m i don't have Mm-hmm. That's what I want to read. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never mind. <laughs> you warning when you read it, it's not the show. It's very much like Wolverine gathers a crew of famous Marvel superheroes to fight back against this reality that Wanda makes for the world, where things are objectively better for everyone. I have a quick question, and I know it's going to be a long-winded answer, but just give me like the shortest version of it. The Marvel Universe superheroes also are part... X-Men is also involved and they live in the same world or no? Yes. In the comics, yes. The X-Men live in the same world as the Avengers and Spider-Man. Okay, cool. That's all I needed to know. What happened was when Stan Lee was creating a lot of these guys, (laughs) um, he was actually very lazy. And there came a point where he was like, I don't want to have to 
come up with an origin story for all these guys. So it's like, what if they just have powers? Okay. But, like, people don't like it. And that's how you got mutants in the X-Men. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Wanda's, what, cool. Was there something else? Did you have another question or anything? Or did I have anything to say? Oh, yeah. At the end of every episode it. of WandaVision, when we finish it, my roommate Cosmo and I usually watch it together, but not right now. Uh, at the end of every episode, he will throw on, on YouTube, one of those, like, WandaVision episode four ending explained videos or something like that. And I'm just sitting there. Love it. Looking at him like, what are you doing? I'm right here. There is nothing that person <laughs> can tell you that I can't tell you. And I promise you, I'm better at watching you TV than You gotta make a video. <laughs> I am much, I'm much better at calling make TV. Make a video! I am watching all these people, all of these videos, all of these theories, and I feel like I have to keep slapping them away. Because I want the show to do something emotionally true and good, and everyone online just wants Wanda to make mutants exist. That's not... She's not that powerful. That. I don't I don't necessarily want that. I'm just really enjoying... I really like TV theories. It's, like, such a fun thing for me. So it's fun, like, yeah. hearing other people being like, look at this little thing I found. Listen, I, I enjoy love you guys. Theory. I love the fans. Everyone wants to be the person who figured out WandaVision, and I think they're going too hard right. at it. And I don't think they're letting the show just well, be about Wanda. They need it to be about the entire MCU. Yeah. Well, I think it is going to be, the theory is that it's going to be a prequel to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I am now a Marvel fan. But that's not a theory. That's just marketing. Paul right. Feige, Feige yes. or Kevin Feige, Paul Feige, <laughs> Kevin Feige has already yeah, been Paul like, Feige hey, is... she's in Doctor Strange too. And he'll word it right. as like, so we you that. have to watch WandaVision to understand Doctor Strange too. But this is the same guy who said, Infinity War is the culmination of the Marvel Universe. And then a year later said Endgame is the culmination of the Marvel Universe. And then months after that said Spider-Man 2 is the culmination of the Marvel Universe. It's just marketing talk. <laughs> you, I promise you, Are you, you will you not... Are you going to co-see our culmination of the Marvel Universe? You will not have to have seen WandaVision to understand where she's at in Doctor Strange 2. That is not how they make these movies. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it on this all the same. I I'm so, having a great time. I just wish everyone would like chill out because the weeks in between the show feel very long, and that's not just the. COVID I really time. wish it was just a binge series. No, I I wish I agree. I wish it was just a series we could have watched at once, or even in two parts, like oh, do six and six or something. It's so smart making it weekly. Uh, weekly is just for better them. for me, in my opinion, but also creates, you know, this echo chamber in the weeks between where everyone's talking about the show. And so that's yeah. momentum that this show's yeah. going to have for like eight, nine weeks. That's huge. A Netflix See, I, show we all forget exists I, two weeks later because everyone killed it so fast. Netflix, you don't, you don't yes, have a relationship with the show, with you have that. a relationship with the brand. But... Uh, people have a relationship with Mandalorian and with WandaVision and presumably the next ones. Yeah. I, you know, I think that I, I do agree with you in general. I really do. But I do think that because of the time we're in now, I just really, it, it, it does feel like the weeks feel very long it and they're short episodes. So it wouldn't feel that bad if there were anything else on TV, but all I got is Riverdale and WandaVision. Right. Exactly. There hasn't been a new, this I is know. us in like three weeks. What's going on? 
I know they keep pushing it back. I actually don't. It's on Tuesdays, right? Or is it on Thursdays? Apparently, it's not on at all. It's usually on it's Tuesdays. It's not on at all right now. And then they just like, what? Did they not? Do they not have enough in the can? Did something happen? What's going on? Yes, Why is that, there no? New I this think. Is us? I think that they had to pause production for a while, and I think that's what happened, and it, it made them have less of a reserve. And I have a feeling they probably need to save episodes for certain big days. I don't know why. The problem was... I think that's what's happening. You remember how early This Is Us came back in, like, October? Yes. Yeah. Like, why? Why not wait? They announced that date before they even started producing, shooting that first, those first two episodes. So they were playing it really close the whole time. Totally. Unlike NCS. Yeah, that was weird. I episodes in the can. I mean, they should have just waited. They should have waited until January, and then we would have had week after week after week. Then you could take it a mid-season finale mm-hmm. and then caught up. But, John, what are you watching? Search Party. Didn't I say that? Did I say oh, Search you Party? You're liking it? I got nothing yeah, else. So I, checked out, not... I checked out All American, which I thought really blew me away in how it's almost the same pilot as the O.C., but in the OC, Ryan doesn't have to be skilled at anything to move from the poor neighborhood into the rich person house. Whereas Spencer in All-American has to be the best at football to earn the or earn his way, to be picked by, to be plucked out of Crenshaw and brought to Beverly Hills. I will say it is based on a real person's life. Yes. But other than that, it is exactly the same. <laughs> it is pretty much exactly the same. I really like that show. I am not caught up, though. I'm, I'm getting really, into really season one, it. and I really like it. I really hope he's not Tay Diggs's son, because I really like Tay Diggs's daughter, and I think they're cute together. Yeah, this girl, I, this I don't want to spoil like, anything for you. This girl is beautiful, and the whole show is like, she's such a social outcast. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's the I know. <laughs> most beautiful person oh. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I know, I know. Honestly, both of those kids are just super attractive people. Um, I think it's really funny, but I know I, it's it is a bit unbelievable that she is like the one that they're not talking to because she's like the weird <laughs> yeah. drug addict or something. I don't know. She's she's delightful on every single level. So and I I enjoy how yeah. the Olivia. entire background cast of football players are all like like in their thirties. Like they look so old. <laughs> Yes, I know they do look really old. Sorry, everybody on All American, they do look incredibly old though. They, but so did they on the OC. So it's very similar. True, very very similar. Yeah. yeah, uh, Where can where can they find you, Caitlin? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L O Y Tweets, and you can find our podcast on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. What about you, John? Um. Sometimes I write on a blog. It's called The Catcher in the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Nice pun. Haven't really had a lot of... Fuck, <laughs> I did it too early. Haven't had a lot of energy to do anything on it recently. I wonder why. Can't imagine what's going on. So... Crazy. Pray for me. Hopefully by the next time we, we do this, I should be allowed outside. Yes, that is the goal. That is the dream. I'm sure you'll be okay. I have, I have faith in so, that. Uh, sure. Love you all and stay safe.
over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>